Welcome everybody to the AJ Osborne Show, where we focus on our core tenets, impact, freedom, and progress. Join me and others as we grow through education and discussion. What's up, everybody? I am so excited about this new year. So we are rolling into 2023, and I got to tell you, the last part of 2022 was crazy. And uh, we were making some big moves and some things that some things I want to talk about when you're building your business, some things that I really want to cover on how you build, why you build. So a combination of the uh, purpose with the actual driving factors of what, not factors, but the actual uh, driving elements in the business that you need to build out to achieve certain goals. Because when we look at 2023, and when we look at going on into these new years, it's really, really important that it's just not that you're moving forward, but you're building out the things that you need to, to sustain that growth. And a lot of times that's the hardest things to build. Why? Because you may not see direct ROIs. In fact, it may be directly a cost um, that doesn't have to do with the, the output or the individual thing, whether that's real estate that you may be buying but it does affect the overall structure of the company that will sustain that growth. Now, before we dive into that, I think it goes into, you know, I really want to talk about my podcast here and what we are doing this year, some changes um, that will be had. Uh, I'm really excited in uh, our overall changes that happened in 2022. We were leading up to something that I think is really, really big. And it's something that I'm very passionate about. And it will be the uh, driving thing for not only this podcast, but a lot of the other stuff we're doing. Uh, one of the big uh, one of the big things we're doing with the podcast is we want to be having certain types of discussion with certain types of individuals. And the quality of those discussions is going to be very, very important for me. And as I've told uh, you guys a lot, that um, I don't wanna have a guest just to have a guest on. And uh, that is going, we, we have our new head of marketing in and bringing the right people on to have very um, in-depth, uh, discussions on things that I find are extraordinarily important um, is going to be the leading driver for the podcast. I, you know, up until this point, I have no sponsors on this podcast. It's always been my thing. This is what I want to talk about that I think is important. It's going to be people that I want to bring on and have discussions on things that I think are relevant to me, other people, and important. And uh, not just have this be a machine to churn out content at any cost. That is definitely not the goal. Um, this is more, the podcast is more developing around my why, why we do what we do. And that comes down to a lot of the changes that we've been doing. So first thing I need to hit on to understand this coming year in the podcast um, to understand also the topic. It all, all revolves around one in this new year. Um, 
nothing fundamentally is changing on my organizations or what we do. The purpose is and has been the same uh, since I got out of the hospital, since um, I was in a wheelchair and decided to do this. And when we look at the entire purpose of my company, the private equity portion, everything we do, it all comes back to that. Um, sitting in the wheelchair, realizing how important the economic benefits that I had received from investing in long-term assets that create wealth and income um, is, how important that is, how much that changed my life, how much that protected me, how much that that allowed me to recover, protected my family, my home, and just the realization of the importance of capitalism as a whole. Um, but also the realization of what that means transferred outside of just money and uh, the goal to allow other people to take part and benefit in that. Now, that message as we've developed the firm and as we've been building um, has never changed. Uh, we were we were approached by people that wanted to give us huge sums of mon money to the tunes of hundreds of millions, which we turned down all of them. Um, the driving purpose of my firm was not uh, to make people that already had obscene amounts of money uh, more. It was to allow um, people that needed to improve their economic position access to the economy and uh, have direct access, not like stocks. And this is really, really important piece. It was this direct participation in the economy that I think is so valuable and important. And direct participation, meaning not like a stock or a bond. I mean, you're directly owning assets. These are cash flowing, revenue generating assets that you participate in that create um, appreciation, not through the vehicle or the mechanism of investing, but the fundamentals of the asset. And that as the economy grows, and as the revenues uh, improve, that wealth is also being participated by the owners. That allows them to have um, the benefits that I received, including tax benefits, um, cash flow benefits, and also provided the means and mechanisms to not only participate in and create wealth and income, but also compound, meaning they could create a strategy or a system to continue doing that. Uh, that's a very important piece to it. So all those things were the goal. That was the design. That's why we're doing what we did. And as we kept growing and as we've done, it's really hard to kind of get this messaging across. And I've been uh, I've been spending a lot of time over the last year pondering and thinking about our poor our core initiative of the company. And really, what we've done in the last five months is is twofold. So the first thing that I'll touch on generally that comes to the how then it'll get to the why. And these two things play with how you're building, what you're building, and going forward. Um, the first thing was the how. Well, private equity was the mechanism to allow others to invest with us. But the actual vehicle to produce returns and do all that stuff, that was um, our company that we built to operate managed storage facilities, as well as other things. We actually did a, a few million dollars this year in private equity ventures, um, which was great for um, owning and participating in equity of companies, um, but uh, pretty much core on that self-storage. And we were going along 2022, we had a few big goals. And one of my biggest goals 
was that we were going to create what we coined and I call a universally integrated system. So you hear about a lot of firms that are vertically integrated. And generally speaking, that means we accept capital and we manage capital. I wanted something different. And we didn't know how to express this or communicate this to others because saying we were vertically integrated didn't, it didn't do it justice, right? That wasn't enough. That's not what it meant. Um, so we call it universally integrated. And that means we're doing universally all the functionality and purposes of the storage investing. So uh, to put this in perspective, we, um, I purchased an uh, architect firm starting January 1, in-house legal, paralegals, uh, all of that January 1. We now have construction divisions. We are also starting our debt brokerage firm and a lending company. Um, so we will actually play the role of the debt side, um, as well. The, uh, first part of this year that's coming. Um, we started our wholesale division, our property analyzing, um, doing phase one studies for, uh, excuse me, not phase one, um, but feasibility studies for self-storage. Um, and then we also have our property management. We also have the tech stack that we own and the marketing for the individuals within the storage that we own. Um, and we also have some other parts of the tech stack, which I, I, I can't disclose now, which have closed, but I will in the next few episodes, which internalizes even more the functionalities that uh, we want to perform while operating and owning storage facilities. Uh, then on top of that, right, we have the, um, uh, the equity side, uh, of course, bringing that in, we do that, the property management side, which are those core things, but really rounding out all aspects of this business that we do and need to do. Um, these parts are a little different because uh, the parts that I'm talking about are also service-based systems. Excuse me. Meaning they're not just, um, they're not just for us, but we also sell those services. So when we look at Oh, I also forgot, obviously, the education side. So uh, the we our goal is um, and has been the largest uh, education platform for self-storage, self meaning our conferences, the books, and the podcast, Self Storage Income, uh, which all revolve specifically around self-storage. So we do the education side as well within our industry, and that's a big part of what we do. But um, we wanted to touch all aspects of the self-storage business. But the internalized business functions like the lending, um, the debt brokerage, the architecture, the um, wholesale, the feasibility studies, those are also outward facing businesses. So they're businesses of their own in their own right. They service other people and we sell those services out on the market that allows us to internalize them and pay for them while still utilizing them. Uh, very key piece. Most people are like, I can't afford this. We figured out and I looked at how can I afford this and how can this make not just afford, but how can this make ongoing business sense and something that we can leverage and use? Um, this uh, allows us to share with others, but also use internally. A big, big factor of what we've been trying to do. This is all the how, meaning what we've been doing between mergers, acquisitions, between um, the overall building out companies internally that when you look at the end goal for us to have a billion in assets under management in the next year and a half, I think is where we're at now in two years. Um, and to allow 
direct participation to the asset, to the masses, to allow others to come and participate just like we are um, and ride along and, and, and share those benefits um, and have that. When you look at the outcome, a lot of these individual businesses, don't you don't see that outcome. So we're spending money, we're building them, everything else, but it may not draw to the end goal. But what it does is it creates the quality of the end goal better. We have more data, we perform better, we internalize and lower costs, we provide um, all of these services. So it makes our quality improve and the scale at which our system can house and grow at the rate we want to grow improve. So it's almost like a um, a horse in the buggy thing, right? So I'm putting the cart way before the, the, the horse a lot of times. And I'm fortunate to be able to do that and in a place that I can do that. And uh, the company, um, up until now, I've never taken any profit out of it for three years or anything else. We've just purely been reinvesting all the money, all of it, and buying more. In fact, we've been funding the company so it can grow through our other companies. This is something I've done time and time and time again. And that has allowed us to produce a product that will be unmatched in the industry. Uh, we will be a private equity company that is unlike any other private equity company in our space. That's the goal, is that we are not winning by size. We are winning by quality and outcome. Um, we have a very interesting system. And when we look at, and when you're looking at building out these systems, even though it's on a smaller side, they're all components which lead to the end goal. And I have to spend time building these out. Um, and I have to spend time working these, but that works because we are long-term thinkers. I don't own assets to flip it. I don't do that. We focus on the asset, we improve, we're very fundamental um, core value investors um, and the external value matters a lot less to me. We focus heavily on these things. And so I, I, I focus on our core value as a company and how I round that out. That helps you in the long term, maybe not in the short term, but I'm willing to make short-term sacrifices for long-term gains always. And when you look at that, uh, that really comes down to our why. I've talked a lot about our how, which you need to look at, and I should make sure it's known. When I started out, the how was not defined. I started out with the goal, and I started out with this why, which I'm going to talk about. The how comes along as we're going and growing, as we assess, uh, as we're going and building, we're assessing needs, we're building those needs, and we're trying to keep it in that long-term viewpoint. So that way I'm building out for years to come for the business, not just the assets. Now, when I look at um, the why, um, we have an audacious why, and I'm going to go into this. And our why and what we are doing is when everything boils down to it, we've, I've been working really hard to figure out how I share this message, how I communicate this purpose, and how I really talk about the people that work within our firm and what we're doing. And all of it you've heard before and remains the same. It's not any change, but we always focus on that how. Now, the why that I've done it's been it's a really big audacious thing first of all to say and i'm going to explain to it how it works and what what we mean by it but it is a very real thing and it is why we started the company 
Okay. And it is why we're doing what we're doing and why I think long-term. And that is saving capitalism. Now, when you first hear that, a lot of things are going to come up. Okay. So I need to clear up some things real quick and we can dive into it. When you first hear saving capitalism, it's like, first of all, what? Um, I think it's like, first, like, how do you think you're going to save capitalism? And then uh, other things from who and why. And I'm going to explain all of these things, right? But the first thing you need to understand when I say that we're saving capitalism is the means by which we, we do. So the means by which I believe that capitalism is important, it works its function, and the greatest force that mankind has ever unleashed um, that has provided astronomical benefits. One simple statistic should just blow you away, and that's in 1820, 85% of the entire world lived in abject poverty, like extreme poverty, right? This is people that don't know where the next meal is coming from, that have no transportation. This is extreme poverty. 85% of our entire earth lived like that, all humans. Today, what is that number? 8.6. From 84, almost 85 to 8.6. That is outstanding what capitalism has done for mankind and unleashed. Now, it's important to know this is not a political thing at all. And I'm going to tell you how and why. It's not political. We're not diving into politics. That's actually a, a big role of ours and my, my firm. I do not allow that. I don't, don't want that. Um, we save capitalism by turning under the assumptions and conversations that everybody says down which I have a very, very big problem with. And that is that we're saving cap. People say, I have problems with the system, investing, things like that. They always go to politics. And they always go to politics because they, that's how they've used, we don't, that's not what I'm doing. We believe you save capitalism from the bottom up, not the top down. That means you save capitalism by making sure that everybody is able to participate in it. And that's how capitalism works. Capitalism works when everybody's getting the benefit from it, right? And uh, we've seen that over time and how that works. And uh, there's lots of people that I think forget what's happened and how it's happened and what it came from. But there's also inherent problems. Everybody knows it. It's, there's no such thing as a perfect system. Never will be. I don't try to, try to do that anything else. Capitalism is saved just simply by individuals participating in it. The more people participate in it, the better it works the better it functions, the better people are engaged, the better people work um, to uh, grow it, and the better the outcomes are. So we're our mission, our goal is to save capitalism per individual. Every individual that we allow, not allow, that we have that comes with our firm and participates in directly those things that I mentioned before, direct participation, cash flowing, revenue generating assets, uh, appreciation, um, compounding, that get all the benefits of uh, really direct investing, not stocks, bonds, that stuff, really owning pieces of the economy. So for every person that comes in and owns a piece of the economy and the economy is working for them, we've saved capitalism for that pers person. And that's what our firm is doing. And it's what it's doing from the very start. 
it's important to know that when I started the firm, I didn't need to. I did not need to start private equity. I did not need to let other people invest with me. Uh, my father, my brother-in-law, and me had already created our huge portfolio. We'd already had it. I could do nothing. In fact, we um, kicked around a lot. We were going to just move to Italy for a while. And we we're just going to not work, not do anything. We we're going to go stay and tour Italy or Switzerland and take the kids there and just kind of move and do our own thing. Um, but I couldn't do that. I was so driven after being a quadriplegic and I felt so lost in purpose that I'd lost my job, everything else like that. And I was so overwhelmed with gratitude for the position that I was in, that the position that I was in became my purpose. And that became sharing that with other people. So instead of living on dividends and uh, living a great life uh, <laughs> and doing those things, um, I decided to create the firm that could share that, that could build that out with other people. Once again, that could allow other people to directly participate in the, ec the economy and let capitalism work for them just how it had worked for me and works for others in not an abstract way. So capitalism works even if you don't benefit from it directly through ownership and um, uh, end Oh, meaning you're not getting the financial benefit, capitalism still works for you. Hence the reason why 85% of the world doesn't live in utter poverty, right? They didn't mean they owned the economy, right? The economy was working for them. And this is true and remains true. The problem with it is, is that is very hard for anybody to notice and see unless you look at the broad strokes of everything else. We are in a position today where capitalism, now that we've solved basically that problem, um, it's not completely solved. There's huge issues with homelessness. There's huge is issues with needs that the economy needs to get. Like That is just massive. I, I get it. I'm not blind to these things. Uh, nor the issues, nor the inequalities, not blind to these things. But when you compare those problems to just 50 years ago, to 100 years ago, to 200 years ago, it's baffling at how much they're not problems. And that is all due to capitalism. We got rid of things through capitalism that the world couldn't solve in its complete history. And then we did it not on an individual basis, but for everyone. And so this system, everyone has been benefiting from it. Everyone have, all of us have. Um, every person that's listening to this right now on their phone, every person that has government assistance programs, whether that's housing, whether that's social security nets, they're all benefiting from that system. That did not really exist prior to capitalism in the way that it does today. It just didn't. Um, and the reality of the situation in life for most people was utterly horrific. And so it's not that I'm saying people don't benefit it. What I'm talking about is participating in it. See the difference. So now capitalist problem is we've benefited so much people that that benefit is now taken for granted and not seen. And now the problem is that they're not participating in it. So in order to save capitalism, we have to move on to this next part of it. And that is that what we increased 
an output for individuals and consumers and change the lives for them, right? For good, the incremental improvements from here on out are going to not be what they were over the last two, 300 years. It just won't be. You won't have the improvements that, that we've seen. Why? Because we've eradicated all of the big ones that are the glaring ones, that are the problem ones. Now we're moving on to a system that what is capitalist, what is capitalism's function? And it's that, for me, it's that capitalism needs to move to a part where 85% of the people are benefiting from it. Right? That's what I want to see now. And that's how we'll save capitalism. We'll save it from itself, from its uh, people that are trying to attack it. We'll save it from uh, outward pressures, whether that's political or whatnot, anything, doesn't matter. But we're, by saving it means we're saving it for individuals, that it works for them. Once again, not political. All we're looking at is the individuals. That's what we're looking at. How do we save capitalism from the uh, or for the individual? Now, you see and understand, I think, the role of my firm and what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, why I reinvest all my money and time into it. I originally stated, and we were going over today before we did this, the two things that we had decided to do. Now, a lot of people say stuff like this, and frankly, it's a gimmick. It's a marketing stunt. It's a marketing ploy. It's something I'm very nervous about, and I don't want it to be perceived, which is easily understood if you have been followed my journey at all. Uh, my wife started a school, K through high school, that is a nonprofit purely to teach and under, uh, students to understand uh, the economy and capitalism and how to make sure that no matter what position you're in, that that is working for you and you're taking full advantage of it. Um, I have been giving free education out for years um, and uh, I will continue to because we knew the two modes that we would do this and help in our mission would be that we would educate and participate. Educate and participate. That was it. So educate. My wife started a, a school. She's working on something that could be adapted and taken on universally, not localized. We look at these like micro schools. I created education through podcasts, everything else that I'm doing. And then participate was the private equity side. That's, that's the firm. That's why. That's what we're doing. So I hope what you're seeing and understanding that you can apply from this and take away is my why directly reflects in what I'm doing how I'm doing it, right? And how I'm executing on that. So there's very much reasons. There's very much planned out. It's long-term thinking. 2023, yes, you will have your yearly goals. Yes, you will have your short-term goals. But the correlation between those short-term goals and long-term goals, I can't dismiss. I would rather miss short-term goals to make long-term goals. And too often, we're blinded by those short-term achievements or trying to achieve, and we're giving up the long-term to do it. It'd be very easy for me to have a short-term goal of making X amount of profit for my company, and because of that goal, I'm taking away and I'm not investing like I should be. And I'm not doing the things that I should be for my company to actually achieve the mission. Um, this is something that the podcast, this podcast, will be helping me do. It will be helping me to bring on people that I need, that you need to hear from, to learn from, to accomplish it. And it will be obviously a record of my journey and what we're doing here to try to save 
capitalism, as we call it, and uh, make sure we know. This helps me communicate with our employees. It helps build our culture. It helps them remember. I have something that I've built out called the Lantern. I communicate it with the employees about our mission and what we're doing. Um, it's, uh, something that keeps everybody rowing in the same direction. One of the things that we do and are, are doing is investor spotlight, meaning every time we send it out, every time we talk about our company, we're, we're highlighting our investor because I want everybody to remember why we're doing what we're doing and that we're all rowing towards these goals and metrics. But the reason is, and the why is this. And uh, if I can accomplish those two things, achieving goals in the right direction without sacrificing long-term goals, values, and accomplishing the why, it's a huge success. So you're ready to move on 2023. You're ready to make that $100,000. You're ready to get that first property. Awesome. Get out there. Kill it. Improve your economic situation. Participate in capitalism. Do it with the long-term goal and focus and the why aligned with those short-term. If you do that consistently year over year in the next five, 10 years, you will be blown away at what you will accomplish. I hope I am too. And uh, um, I've taken on something that is, uh, I, I believe, extremely intimidating and a, a big thing for me. And I'm excited to do it. It's why I don't get bored. It's why I'm so excited about this. It's why I talk about it. It's why I share, why I'm open. It's why I do what I do. And you need that. You need that to get through the hard times. Money on its own will not get you through the hard times. You need to have that driving force. So make sure you have that right out of the gates for 2023. All right, everybody. I hope this was a great podcast. I hope you learned a lot and you have something to take away from it. If so, please leave me a review. Give me a review, leave a comment on why you like this podcast, what it does. That's how you guys help me out. I appreciate it. Appreciate you. Until next time. Thanks.